Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast, episode 200. I think it's 38. Wow. I think it's 238. I think it is. I'll have to have another look on my little... Because uh, when I upload the podcast, it lets me know how many episodes I've put on. Um, I think it's 238. Good evening to you all in the chat. Some of you have been waiting there for quite a while. Hello to you all. Thank you very much um, for coming to join us. Don't forget to tell everyone on Twitter that we're live. I've forgotten to do it again. So if you could do it for me, that would be great. Uh, I might tweet it out while uh, one of the lads here is talking hope you've all uh, had a good weekend or hope you've all had a good week so far joining me this evening amanda how are you i'm good thank you good nice good. to be back good 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 and james how are you sir? i'm very well thank you mate thanks as always for having me on That's a, absolutely no problem at all mate we do have danny coming on with us as well um he did text me a minute ago to say that he was trying to get his t-shirt on I just hope he hasn't fallen off the bed or anything. Um, so he will be with us here. Oh, do excuse me. I hope that didn't come out, did it? No, you've got a little bit of static on your mic, though. Oh, have I? That's probably, oh, that might be because it's too loud. Right, hold on there a second. It's a little bit. I don't know if anyone can hear it in the chat oh, room. Yeah. Can you hear it, James? Just, just a tad, yeah. Yeah. I'll turn it down a bit. No, it's still happening. How is that oh. better? Is it crackling? It crackling a little bit. It's on and off. Just it's fine. Don't worry. We'll just. I'll carry on. on. I'll carry on. Don't have to get over it. I have to get over it. Amanda. So uh, Newcastle. We'll start off with a Newcastle game. Um, lots of people disappointed. I was disappointed that we didn't win, of course. But um, playing against the best defensive, the best defensive, uh, the best defensive setup in the league. I know you were cool. I know you weren't very happy with the time wasting and stuff like that. A game I thought we should have won, though. Still, I thought we should have should have won that game. Well, we might have won if if they'd have given us a penalty that we should have had one hundred percent nailed on 
bloody penalty. Um, there's no doubt it's a penalty. Everyone has said it's a penalty. But we couldn't, we didn't get it. And it was a very well fought nil-nil against the best defence in the Premier League. However, um, we are going to come a cropper. We are going to come a cropper against teams like this. That's for sure. Oh, hello, Danny. Um, and I feel, I feel they're they're time wasting, and they're shithousery. It got too much in the end. I think they played the game of shithousery. It became so frustrating and so ridiculous. But the referee lost control. He was absolutely useless. That ref, and. Look, disappointed, performance was okay, it was fine. It just was one of those games, weirdly, in the car, going to the Emirates, my cousin said to me, this could be nil-nil, and I laughed at him. And I said, there's no way we're both not going to score. And I was wrong, and he was right. So, yeah. But we move on, and I'm all right with it. We didn't lose, clean sheet. Um, we tried our best. I'm sorry, the ref and VAR were against us. And it was just one of those days. Yeah, absolutely, James. I mean, not can't really not agree with that. Um, when you're playing against a team, you know, like Newcastle, came down to the Emirates, extremely low block. Three players on Martinelli when he got the ball. Three players on Saka when he got the ball. Not too much we could have done about it, really. Um, again, talking about the penalties. For me, there was two nailed on penalties. I thought both of them were penalties. But um, not to be on the night, James, not to be. No, sadly not. I think the, the only main disappointment for me was that we were at home and um, I know we'd had some fantastic results going into the game and we you know we, we were talking on the podcast before the game that you know we're going to slip up at some point and um, I wouldn't say we slipped up but it's just a very slight uh, pit stop in the uh, mm. in the long journey a around the M25 if you like yeah exactly exactly that's the best way to describe it um, and it's not it's not an issue I don't think at all I mean like Amanda said it's the best defense in the league they're a very good team it's frustrating the way they did it but can I really blame them for doing that I mean you know they they played the game it's it's, it's what teams are going to do and they've got the quality to do it as well they've got the best defense in the league but a lot of teams are going to do that they're going to try to do that but they're not going to have the quality that Newcastle have got so I'm not too worried about um, other teams coming and trying to do that at the Emirates because I still think we've got the quality to do it. Only thing I would say is it was really evident in that game that we needed firepower off the bench. Uh, if we had someone like a Smith Rowe, like say if, if Jesus started, we'd have a Ketia to bring off from the bench, you know, a Mudrick, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, um, or even a Reese Nelson, just someone to add a bit of firepower because we, we we had nothing. The only substitution we made was Tommy Asu. I think that that and obviously the the calls from the referee, they're, they're the difference makers in a game like that. They're the fine details. And where that added time came from at the end of both halves, I mean, two minutes and five minutes, when the ball was in play for, what, 43 minutes in the entire 43 game? 43 minutes. Yeah, mental. And on that note, hello, Danny. How you doing, mate? <laughs> I got stuck. Look at that. You look like a Spanish waiter. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's. It has a name. It is called Tom, as in Stelic, <laughs> not Canton. Although I'm sure Canton could do a jolly, a jolly good uh, beard, mustache. It's very um, Vincent Del Bosque. It was actually a lot white. Did with the full handlebar one. It was down there, but then I trimmed up one side, then the other, then the other, and then it was a nightmare. So, you actually, uh, yeah. you Josh, actually look like the guy from. Has anyone seen Queen of the South? No. no. 
No, I can see that. No. Uh, you look like Teresita. Carl will know what I'm talking about. In the in the thing, like the Mexican. Ian goes, Teresita. Just for the people who are listening on audio, Dan has just appeared with his beard gone. Um, and yeah. he's only got a moustache now. Name Tom. Yeah, I did it to annoy Sean. Just in case you're all wondering what um what what what's going on, Danny, the Newcastle game. We were yes. all sitting here going, "Oh, it's all right. They've got the best defensive, you know, they've got the best defense in the league and all that malarkey." Danny, what if Newcastle was still bad and they were still 17th, and we drew nil nil at home? The hurrah would have been. Well, they are in a misleading position. They are not going to be in the top four positions come the end of the season because. Uh, they are relying too much on blocking everybody. We saw what Dan Byrne was doing, standing in front of Ramsdale, not letting him see anything. People were laughing at Ramsdale, but he had to do that, jump up and down and wave his arms so the people that were around him could see what was going on. And they were definitely cheating and fouling all the way through. Um, I said last night, at least Oxford didn't try and Newcastle us, which has uh, now become a, uh, an, mm. a verb. Is a verb something? Yeah, a verb is to do. And... Uh, so it was really frustrating to see. And then us, the icing on the cake is that I was getting charged by the FA. Somebody put out a tweet, I don't know who they were, saying that um, after the game against Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool and Arsenal, all those teams got done, got charged by the FA. I think maybe maybe Man City were one as well. There was All those teams have been done, uh, been charged by the FA for inappropriate uh, conduct, yet Newcastle are getting away with it over and over. And... We saw the the World Cup went to Qatar because of bribery and corruption. That isn't even in question. And now you've got the people that own um, the, the, from those countries now own Newcastle, and we know that these things go on. And I wouldn't be surprised if there are is some shenanigans. I don't know who to point the finger at, but the number of decisions that we didn't get, like there's that stat going around that Saka has. Um, has done, I think he's done six fouls this season and he has been um, got one yellow card and he's had 25 fouls against him and been given no yellow cards. Apart from last night, he got one. But there's some, and again, another stat from Twitter that I have probably Blimey. completely messed up. That's unbelievable. But so you know they what? said, go on. Like you can You're see that's got to be true. Not surprising, is it? No, not surprising. We, how long have we had Harry Kane, the darling of the FA, been getting away with absolute murder? We know football is fixed because we know against Spurs they're going to get a penalty. That he's yeah. going to get a penalty against us. We know, we know these things happen. But he is the darling of the FA. The current, the, if the FA have any sense, they will have two darlings, Saka and Jude Bellingham. And now let's see how much the FA will protect Saka because they won't protect him. <clears throat> Referees won't protect him because they hate us. And they hate us even more because... But does anyone know why? I mean, it's so blatant, and I'm not one of these cynical, you know, follow-the-sheep crowd, but it is becoming more and more obvious. We all are sitting here knowing Harry Kane is going to get a penalty on Sunday. For the viewers and the watchers, I was going to have a game of Harry Kane penalty bingo. It, From, you know, give us a not, number from 1 to 90. Why though? I mean, look, we've got we've got to be sensible. It does come down to us not sticking legs out and not doing something stupid in the penalty area. That there is does come down to that. We've got to have our common sense about us with Harry Kane. But I'm going back to the Newcastle game. For me, Danny and James and Craig, 
I only think one of them was a definite nailed on. The second one, the handball, you can dispute that he's where his arm was in a natural position, but that that you can argue about. You can't argue about the shirt pull because the advertising went over his shoulder. So you could, there's no argument there. Why wasn't it given? It's so frustrating. It really is. And I don't know why, because we're not a dirty team. You know, Jack has completely cleaned up his act. We're not a dirty team. How can anyone say Saka is dirty and gets those yellow cards is beyond me. Mm. And Have it, and you it, seen um, Dermot Gallagher's justification as to why that penalty wasn't given? Because they didn't think he made an error, but he did make an error. He didn't give a penalty. You know, wait, oh, it's just so frustrating. Well, I think look, what, what Dermot Derm Gallagher was... here all night again. We could sit here all night again and waste it away talking about the atrocity that is VAR. It's clearly not working in this Premier League. It's clearly not. I mean, how can you how can you have a competition where some games have got it, some games haven't got it? It's and ridiculous. The one where yeah. uh, the, the, the manager's put in a complaint, hasn't he? It's, yeah. yeah, good luck with that. They <laughs> but I've seen, I've seen the video from the other side. There was a video going around on Twitter from the other side. He's clearly onside when that ball comes back. Clearly. Yeah. Clear as day. As clear as day. Onside. And then the excuse given for that was that they didn't have enough cameras in the ground. But if you're well, not going to be... do it properly, then don't do it at all. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. It should be everybody or no one. Exactly. And like I said, we could waste away. We could, you know, it's going back to when it's going back to how I like football. Controversial, something to talk about. Do you know? All right. You know, we all wanted to see Liverpool get knocked out of the cup. It didn't happen, but you know. Um, it would have been funny if the goal had been given, I suppose, uh, by VAR. But like I said, we could sit here all night talking about it. It's just my trust here. It's rubbish. It should never have been brought into the game. Yeah. Um, it should never have been brought into a Premier League. And I, Can I, I just love... say, sorry, Craig, I'm just putting this up. Is this true? He says, Amanda, Howard Webber stated that he wants VAR intervention for clear and obvious in real time. But that was clear and obvious, that penalty against Gabriel. Oh, the shirt ball is clear and obvious. Yeah. That, that, I don't that's see how that. anyone... I don't see how anyone sitting in that room doing the VAR has said, nah, that's not a pen. I just... <sighs> Makes me wonder whether they're trying to... Do they realise that they're trying to kill the game? VAR is killing football. You can't celebrate. And then to top that off, they've now gone the... They're not going to wave for offside. And oh, even it's a though joke. you think it's offside. So then doubly, you go, well, there's no point celebrating because it could be offside. Uh, for, it could be VAR for any reason. And then they got that new one where they're not going to let you know for, for whatever. I've still had no decent explanation of that recent rule of why they'll just let you play on, even though you know they're going to call it. Well, it's dangerous, Danny. But that's dangerous, Danny, because we yeah. could get injured going for a ball. Anyone could. That yeah. all of a sudden you're offside 20 minutes ago. It, uh, honestly. Uh, do you know what they've done? They've broken something that wasn't... Uh, they've. They're trying to fix something that wasn't broken. Just have it for goal yep. line technology and yep. actual factual stuff. End of. It's ruined it. Honestly, I'm up at, I don't know what James is like, but when you, when we score, I'm up. And then I go, oh, I have to look straight away. It, no, I mean, when, when we scored that goal, the first one we scored against West Ham, I was so adamant that Saka was offside because it was that one where Erdegaard shot and he landed yeah. at Saka. I was like, oh, no, that's definitely offside. I, just, I was still in my seat when that went in. And the guy next to me has got absolutely mental. He's like, come on, he's definitely on. It's like, nah, 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 he's off, he's off. Brilliant, I watched it, it back and then someone was keeping him on. But it's just, I can't get 
that ecstatic about the goals anymore, which is a shame because when you're in the ground, it's, it's like a once in a lifetime feeling. It's embarrassing yeah, jumping it up at the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you sort of, yeah. it's really weird situation, but I was up for Saka James and I was convinced he was onside. I actually wasn't worried at that moment, but, but these offsides by a toenail have got to stop and drawing lines. I'm sorry, it really has got to stop. Offside is offside. If your foot is slightly offside, that is not offside. And do you know what? I need to get in the FA or wherever it is. I'll sort them all out. I'll tell them exactly. It needs to go they back, probably, it needs to, go back to daylight. Yeah, of course. And and the thing is, offside is just, just normal offside, not second phase play and, oh, my life, honestly. Because well, I'll tell you what, if it had been normal, we'd have had that goal at Old Trafford. They wouldn't have gone all yeah. the way back. I had this conversation about Erdegaard and a foul, and I'm sorry, for me, it wasn't even a foul. And then we uh, we could rant about it all night. There's two exactly. things people want from football. You want goals and you want action. And then, Craig, wasn't there a stat about how many minutes the ball was in play against Newcastle? Something yes, like 40, James, James, 43 minutes. We want players running around. We want action. We want goals. And they are doing everything to sanitise our game. And yeah. I don't like it. No. Like I said, lads, we could sit here all night and talk about it, and 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 you know, and make a great show about it. But I just bored of talking about VAR now. Um, <laughs> to be honest, uh, yeah, it's just like I said, it's an atrocity to football, and I absolutely hate it. I was going to say one more thing about it, but I'm not. I'm going away from it. I'm going away. From it. <laughs> so walk away. Walk away. <laughs> takes the bigger man. Takes the bigger man to walk away. Remember that one. Remember that one. Um, so, yeah, Newcastle game, very disappointing. Um, well, I was disappointed anyway. Um, Eddie didn't really get into the game, Amanda, did he? And like I said to James, like, every time Martinelli got the ball, there was three people around him. Uh, every time Saka got the ball, there was three people around him. Eddie Howe really came down to the Emirates, the Emirates and done a shithousery job on us, didn't he? He did. And, and you know, I don't blame Newcastle. I blame the ref if I'm honest. Newcastle came not to lose. What's that old adage? If you can't win, don't lose. You know, it's down to us to break them down. We couldn't. They're going to go, and and, and, I know it sounds very strange, but my Spurs friend said the same thing about Newcastle to me after the game. He said, I know how you feel. They did it to us. And that's sort of him defending us. So they're obviously very known for doing this. And if that's what they can do to win, Good luck to them. I've got no issue with what they do. But they're not in control of the game, and the ref is. And the ref was useless. And honestly, it, and VAR ruined games, and so are referees at the moment. And it's such a shame. It's so simple. Sit in a room, watch the game. And if it's a shirt pull or an offside or, you know, it's a throw-in, just give it. Help the referee. But... I couldn't watch Newcastle play every week, if I'm honest. And when we came out and walked over the Drayton Park Bridge, we always come out with the away fans. So we hit that and we walked together. And a lot of Arsenal fans were moaning at them and it kicked off a little bit and said, if you watch that, I couldn't watch that all week. And they're, But they're doing well. They're fourth, yeah. aren't they? You yeah. can't moan. If you was a Geordie, you'd be over the moon at the moment. It's just we're not used to it and we don't play like that. And, and, and honestly, I watched the goalkeeper when he was in the second half down the North Bank end, what he did. Picked the ball up, walked to the other post, kicked his foot against the post to get the mud off his shoe, put the ball down, went back to the post again and went back to the ball. 
This was every time. I was just watching him. And in the end, and what we need is a captain that is in the referee's face. Yeah. But then again, you know, we. <laughs> I, I, I get how people get upset when it's against us, but, you know, we've done our fair share. Um, not like that. I've never over. seen us play. Uh, we have, we have, we have, not we the have. whole game. Come on. No. Ah, uh, come on! You're, you're forgetting about a fella called Jens Lehmann. What a fella! He's the he's the king of shithousery, That bloke. Yeah, and but hold on, like... hold on. Maybe Jens was, and our our team wasn't. But their whole team was like it. They must have gone. Every player must have gone down at least three times. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, yeah. All right. Okay. I agree. With you. Jens agree maybe. Like, and how often is Saka going to get smashed in the face twice in that yeah. game? Kicked yeah. all over the place. It says something. Oh, about... got as well, didn't he? It says something about football. When Oxford need money, they're a league, league one side. The FA Cup is is the dream, and they came to play football, and that's what they wanted to do. Uh, it could, it could make or break their season financially. And then Newcastle had no interest in playing football. And every time the referee made a decision, there's seven players around him shouting and screaming at him. Could they be the new Stoke? Could they? <laughs> yeah. Someone could they be the there, new Stoke City? Could well, Burnley aren't Burnley that? anymore, are they? Burnley are playing, be- oh, playing the beautiful game. So maybe Newcastle can yeah. take that, Monica. Oh, no, unbelievable. James, let's talk to you about the uh, comments in the press about Mikhail Arteta going over the top on the sideline. Um... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I can remember it was only 10, 15 years ago we were all having a go at Wenger because he, he wouldn't get up and do it. Um, and now Mikhail Arteta is uh, the uh, you know the bad man now for getting up out of his seat and trying to um, get his team G up. Do you mind managers doing that? Or to me, it's part of the game that Arteta is, in, is as much involved as that game as he is with the fellas run, running around on the pitch. I don't get this witch hunt against Mikhail Arteta unless it's a witch hunt just because we're top of the league. I mean, I'm not watching Arteta when we're playing football, to be honest with you. And I know what you were saying about Wenger is that when we were playing under him and you kind of look over to him as a source of inspiration when things aren't going well, and you'd see him there with his arms crossed, with his legs outstretched, you'd kind of be like, come on, just jig the team up a little bit. You definitely aren't going to see that sort of language style from Arteta because he's always on the touchline. He never sits down. He's always there. And I think... um, you know, I, I don't think you could read too much into how a manager acts or behaves on the touchline. I don't think that improves their footballing knowledge or ability. But it's good to know that he's kind of there in the trenches with the team, spurring them on all the time. He's got that passion, that desire, that commitment. 
Um, and that, I do I do like that about him, to be honest. And what's coming out in the press is just nonsense. I read an article from a guy that was berating him for it, and this was the same bloke that uh, was promoting the entertainment of what happened between Tuchel and Conte earlier on in the season. Like, come on, that was 10 times more embarrassing than what Arteta's been doing. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, what, what, what has Arteta done that's that, that bad, really? Like, a, He's gone up and down the touchline a little bit. You know, he's got in the rest faces. He's called people out. But he's not done anything worse than half the other managers in this league have done. You know, no, the I things don't think so, Mourinho yeah. said, the things Ferguson yeah. said, come on. He's nowhere near as bad as some of those guys. So it's just, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to go down the route of everyone hates Arsenal, but where we are at the minute, you can't help but feel that way, can you? Yeah, well, everyone hates us, James. Sorry. <laughs> but like, but like, you know, George Graham said, didn't he? Um, is you know, everyone hates us, but it's all right. We don't care. Uh, Danny, what, what what would be your what would be your what would be your take on this Mikhail Arteta witch hunt, um, especially from uh, a certain ex Sky Sports presenter? Oh, I want to talk about him. Go on, Danny. <laughs> it's um. <laughs> So I like what he does. Wenger used to always take the blame for everything. And Arteta would like the spotlight. When things are going wrong, he'll put the spot he'll get the spotlight put onto himself rather than onto the players, because he's the manager and he can take it. And and that's a good thing. If so, he'll be run jumping up and down on the touchline and then shouting and screaming. Sometimes it does go a little bit far, but we saw from the all or nothing documentary that 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 what he does is working because all of the players are behind him, behind his plan, behind behind the club, and everything is working wonderfully. So I don't mind it. It is if I was wasn't an Arsenal fan, I look at the antics that he gets up to, and then I go, well, it's not quite Mourinho esque, is? It? I mean, it's kind of, but it's not as bad as Mourinho to do like running up and down the pitch and, and shouting and screaming and doing that. But it, maybe it's 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 a thing that foreign managers like to do. Because they are very passionate and expressive, aren't they, of their of their feelings? Whereas mm-hmm. uh, back in the um, in the George Graham days, he'd spend the first half up in the stands, just looking down at it all. So I'd just go from one extreme to the other. But it's working, so I can't complain. And if it annoys them, well, good. That's what I was, that's what I was going to say to you. But do you think like what James just said there? Like you know, Wenger used to sit down, put his arm, you know, cross his legs, and throw his arms up in the air, throw bottles around the place, or whatever. Go and stand on the roof in Old Trafford. But um, do you think that the players, like James said, do you think that the players, you know, see him up and down? And do you think that, that it, you know, do you think that it, that it does get them going? Um, I've heard somebody say that the players have said that during a normal game, they can't hear what he's shouting and screaming at. So, like, especially if you're on the other side of the pitch and you've got 60,000 people screaming and having a great time because we are an absolute delight to watch. So it yeah. does make you wonder, make me wonder why why he does some of it. And like he's pointing and shouting and screaming and thinking, well, how much do they actually hear of that? So maybe it's just his way of dealing with not playing anymore. He's he's doing his part. He's been the, the third he's been yeah. the the well, the fans of the twelfth man, maybe he's the thirteenth man and doing it from the touchline. Very good point, know. mate. Very good point. I like that. I like that. I like to, yeah. I like to think that's why he does it because he because he's not playing anymore. And that's a that's a that's well, a very good we'd point. We'd see Wenger sitting there, wouldn't we? And his his leg would go every now and then. He'd do a little movement as he as a, so. Maybe this is an advanced version of that. <laughs> Amanda, you'd like to talk about a certain next guy, Sky Sports presenter. Richard Keys is an irrelevance. He's been irrelevant for many many years. Okay. 
he is he is absolutely nothing and has become something because he's gone for the team that's top of the league. Now, they went for Wenger because Wenger was different, okay? They're going for Mikel, but Mikel couldn't give a flying F. He doesn't care, and that's what I love. Eventually, this will all stop. Klopp and Pep have done far worse, and Mourinho was the worst ever. Arteta's passion up and down that line, well, can't be doing any harm, can it? We're top of the league and the players absolutely idolise him and so do the fans. And all we do is non-stop singing the Emirates about we've got Mikel Arteta. So I hope he carries on and I hope he gets worse. And I hope the banter's even funnier. Because let me tell you, he is one of the best managers in the Premier League at the moment and they can stick it up their Arses. It, it pisses me and off. You're a woman. Stop I it. know. I'm a woman. Don't be shocking. I'm I'm so angry that I go for Richard Keys very often. And I often say to people, don't do it, don't tweet him. But there are times where I can't resist. Because you know what? You sit in your uh, United Arab Emirates beach and you do what you want to do. We don't care about you. Okay, don't come on to Arsenal. And what Martin Keown did this week was absolutely brilliant. Him and Richard Keyes had a spat on Twitter. Actually, Martin didn't even respond to him. And all I'm going to say is this, yeah? If you want a manager that just sits on the bench and does nothing, then stop supporting the Arsenal. That's not what we want. We need this. Arteta is right opposite me, okay? So... I can see everything he's doing, and I've loved it since day one. And I think Danny's right. I think you've hit the nail on the head. He wants to be playing, mm. and this is him playing. He wants perfection. We should be absolutely thankful that that man is our manager, not criticising him because he goes a bit mental on the touchline. When he did it at Liverpool last year, they went and scored, and I think he's learnt from that. I just think he is – I think he's doing it – 90 minutes of the game. And I don't think he gives a toss. And the way he's interviewed, oh, my life, is is just brilliant. When they asked him last night about, I can't even say his name, J.O. Felix or whatever, or Mudrick or whatever. J.O. Felix. J.O. He just goes on to, he just, he's like a politician. Straight on to the, I just want to talk about the game and the game tonight is, and we've got, he just stops it all in its tracks. And it's ridiculous that he's going to be interviewed on TV and asked about a potential player that he might be signing just as we've gone through in the FA Cup. You know, stop it. I need to interview these people because what you want to hear is how it means to them and how are the players and stop it. Honestly, some of these pundits get on my tits. Excuse my language. I'm using it a bit tonight. And before the break come after me, what I meant to say was, you're a lady, Amanda, you're a lady. A lady? No, I'm not. I'm not when it comes to Arteta and Richard Keyes, because I go for Richard Keyes all the time. Is it? See, Piers Morgan never bothers me, because I just don't respond, don't care, not interested oh. in anything he's got to say. And when people get irate with him, I quite laugh. But Richard Keyes gets to me. It does. It actually gets to me. And the, and the fact is, I've got to defend our club and our supporters. And, and the thing is, he, he, it just takes the piss. And Gary Neville's gone a little bit like that. Not as bad as Richard Keyes. But what I will say is, let's hope our manager continues to be that passionate and he doesn't just go and sit down. That man wants to win every single game. We should be bloody thankful not criticising him. I love it. I love it so when all I. these people come after the Arsenal. I absolutely love it. None of them get to me, not, not at all. Uh, I, I think 
they're an absolute load of bunch of wallies, and they've got nothing, they, nothing else to report on except Arsenal doing. Oh, geez, we can't have this. We can't have this. We can't have Arsenal doing well. We're going to have to make up something now, or try and do something to, you know, to to make it negative. But no, I, I just there's, there's the stuff I read. I just laugh at it now. Craig, you know, they're coming for us because we're relevant again. Yeah, exactly. We exactly. Don't you remember exactly. when um, Ferguson was nice to Wenger because we were like eighth, you know, or fifth. We weren't relevant. Wenger and Ferguson had their spat because we were relevant. So do you know yeah. what? Let's keep being relevant. Exactly, exactly. Arsene Wenger came in and knocked him off his perch, didn't he? So, uh, as he didn't like that. James, let's talk about last night. Um, a pretty poor first half, I believe. Um, not worth watching. One of my followers said last night when I said, "Is there a highlight show?" Because I missed the game. Don't bother. Was the <laughs> was the reply um, I got? First half pretty poor, but second half, a certain player came on the pitch and we win the game. Yeah, I mean it was a pretty drab first half, if we're being honest. Um, that second string team. I like the individuals. I like quite a lot of the individuals that are in that eleven, And I think we all know that players like Tommy Yasu, um, Tierney, uh, you know, Vieira. Um, these are all players that can pretty much quite seamlessly slot into the first eleven without dipping the quality of our overall um, team too much. But it's when they all come together as a unit that they don't quite work to the level you'd want them to. And I think that midfield last night was just a little bit too lightweight. Um, didn't quite have the uh, power that we normally um, have associated with our midfield this season. And to be fair, when you're going from Jacka, Partey, Erdegaard to Sambi, Elneny and Vieira, I mean, you've got one genuinely world-class midfield in there to one that has barely played together. I don't want to knock any of the players um, particularly too much. I think, you know, there, there are some players that obviously we do need to upgrade on in the summer. There are some players in that 11 that I think would benefit from a loan away. Um, but yeah, like I say, when they come together as a unit, it just doesn't click. But in that second half, when we saw the introduction of Jacker. We got the first goal. We got a hold on the game. Um, it was just, yeah, really enjoyable viewing, really good to watch. And it just does just show how quickly a player like Xhaka can, um, can flick the switch. Dan, what were your thoughts on the game last night? I mean, Eddie and Ketia, let me just, let me just uh, bring him out. Scoring goals, Dan. You know, if, if, if this was Gabriel Jesus scoring them, we'd all be going, oh, what a player, what a player. You know, people... Okay, it's only against... You know, people might say it's only Oxford, but you've still got to put the ball in the back of the net. Eddie and Katie are down. Is he doing enough for you? Uh, he's doing a job, but whether it's the other, it's the non-goal scoring parts of the job that he can't, that Jesus does that he he can't do, that he won't ever be able to do. The, the vision that he's got and, and the experience and whether it be international level or winning the Premier League or all those other things. I'm quite happy with Eddie. But Eddie isn't the man. I mean, I've followed Eddie ever since he was uh, a child for the uh, for, for Arsenal, banging in goals at all kind of levels, um, going back many, many years from since when he, he signed for us from Chelsea. That's when I first thought, oh, this Eddie kid, he looks I mean, he looks pretty decent. And you don't break the England goal scoring record at under twenty one if you're if you're not special. And he yeah. has definitely got something. Um, so I'm happy to stick with him. And uh, I made a point a couple of weeks uh, last week. I said that at the moment he has got two goals in three. Premier League games. Now, would Jesus get two in three? He'd maybe get one in three. 
Eddie's job is different from um, Jesus's. Eddie's is just to score goals, just to be there, whereas Jesus is to set up goals. You won't see Eddie getting many assists this season. So mm. you can't have the same type of players all the time. So Eddie is a good plan B occasionally when he comes on and he's doing the job at the moment. So he may well save the club 50 million because we don't have to go out and get another player. And he, I mean, at the moment, he's got four goals in four games. The stats don't lie, do they? Like when it comes to goals like that. And I think he's doing all right. I think he needs to believe in himself a little bit more. He constantly, his body language is always that of a 12 year old child that's been told to go and tidy its room, arms down by the side, look like that, head down. But then the ball comes to him in the box and he goes fully and right. And he's, he's tapping them in from six inches. So you, you can't have any complaints about it. I think someone at six foot one should be a little bit better in the air. Which, I mean, look at him, you think, what is he, 5'4", five, 5'5"? Five, five? He's a six foot one lad, he's bulked up. And he's really? still only quite... Yeah, he's six still foot one. one? I'm sure I looked at that on Wikipedia. If someone can just check that from uh, those watching. He's done, he's six foot that, one. Yeah. Cookie, Cookie's got another screen open. His face is lit up. 5'11". <laughs> 5'11". Oh, well, yeah. there you go. You're almost there. Well, I, I, I mean, 5'11". When they measure players, bad. do they measure them with their boots on? Because that's another couple of inches. No. No. Well, he's 6'1", then, isn't he? <laughs> but no, I mean, 5'11", he's still tall. Taller than I thought. It's he misleading. Because, you do, honestly, yeah. you look at him, you think 5'8", 5'9". Yeah. He's 5'11", and he's a growing lad still. But then the other um, thing you were saying that <clears throat> someone made a good point on the post-game show last night. I, they were saying that, that um, Vieira didn't really do much in the first half and he didn't do much at the beginning of the second half. And then all of a sudden he sprung into life and someone, I think it may have been Aston, um, uh, Guna Mike's mate, uh, Magic Mike's mate, he went, well, that was because um, um, Laconga went off and then Xhaka came on. And as soon as Xhaka came on, Vieira went, well, hey, I can go off and do my job now, which is what he did. Yeah. He came on in the 62nd minute and with eight minutes, he got two assists. He was playing out of his skin and magnificently. So that is a, a big statement. But I think we've been a little bit harsh about Laconga. On at the last nine Premier League games, he has been an unused sub in eight of them and not on the bench on the other one. And Vieira yeah. not been used much. So when you're playing, I've made the analogy, when you're playing football manager, which I'm sure most of us have done, you can't leave a player on the bench for nine games in a row and not play him and then let him start a game because his, his, his match fitness is going to be nowhere near what it needs to be. And so he needs to... Out of t- I mean, we can use five Premier League... Is it five subs in the Premier League you can use? Yeah. How often does he use five subs? He used one against Newcastle. He needs to use his... his that is something that we criticised Wenger for years. 63rd minute, on comes a DM, whether you're 4-0 up or 4-0 down. Arteta needs to work i mean here i am telling him like i know but he needs to work on um making maximizing his potential from substitutes because he's not doing it for me yes i I don't i i I agree with you what he's what you said about substitute i also think he needs to start looking at players that are in the sammy look is never going to get he's never going to get a 10 game run in this team never um, even if even if someone was injured, I'd say someone else will come in in front of him. Cole here says, um, question, has Sammy Lekonga got a future at the club after two seasons? He doesn't seem to have improved at all. And I massively agree with what Cole has said there. But then I started in the chat saying that alone is where he should have gone in the summer. He should have been loaned yeah. out in the summer um, to, get, you know, to get him up to, you know, well, not match fitness, but give him games. Um, we've seen it happen with 
we've seen it happen with a couple of, over the last over the last oh, few seasons. Saliba going back to France turned him into, uh, turned him into defender of the year. Um, who else came back from alone after doing really well? Uh, Smith Rowe out on loan to Red Bull. Was it Red Bull Salzburg? He went out to yep. came back. Know, I think. I mean, look at what's his name. Um, Tavares over in over in France. And he scores every other game, doesn't he? Yeah, Balogun. Yeah. Balogun. Balogun. Just, I think he should do alone. I was going to go. I was going to go up to Balogun, but um, someone said to me, 40 million we're looking for him, and both Milan's are interested." Four million. See ya. Well, he's more suited to Italian Sorry, football. Sorry for forty. Million. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I mean, if a man, if someone comes in with forty million for him, you're going to take it, surely. What and Balogun? Yeah. Are you talking about Balogun? No, I wouldn't take it. I'm talking about Balogun. Yeah. No, I wouldn't take it. Oh. No. But they're going to I want all our superstars to stay with us. Thanks. Well, Kalasnitz recently scored in back-to-back goals for Marseille in in uh, Ligue 1 and got player of the match in one of them. So you can't put too much uh, um, into doing well in 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 France because most of the teams are League One uh, or Championship quality. If that, Charlie Patino's playing well as well. Very I don't well. want to give any of these players away for fifty million. I I want them to come back to Arsenal and start playing for us, Balogun especially. That's exactly what we need. Well, we were always going on about that we want. Um, who's that English bloke at Roma? I never. Oh, Tammy Abraham. We keep going on about buying him. Well, I'd really like to have him, but then you look at the way Balogun plays football, very similar to him. And then what we'd have to pay to get um, Abraham? We'd have to play what fifty million and give him two hundred grand a week or something like that. And we may well have it in in Balogun. I'm really impressed with him. And Charlie Patino, the, the Blackpool fans love him. He's, he's got his own song and he's a legend up there. So when he comes back next season. That'd be that'd be another real brilliant loan, but I don't think we're going to keep Tavares and Lukonga. No, I don't think he's got a future at the club. I'd like to see uh, Lukonga go out on loan next season. I think the only reason we probably reserved loaning him out in the summer was because we had that injury to El Nene, and if we had have loaned him out, it would have left us really threadbare in midfield. So I can understand why the club have kept him. Obviously, from his point of view, it's stuttered his development a little bit. But I think if he gets through this season. You know, like Craig was saying, he's probably not going to get a run of games in the team anytime soon, especially as we're coming into the latter stages of um, the Europa League. And, you know, you would assume he's not going to play away at City in the Cup. So chances are going to be really limited for him. But in, in the summer, he'll still be 23. If we loan him out, when he comes back to season after at 24, hopefully having had a run of games, um, playing regularly. I think if Burnley can get promoted, then company would be really interested in taking him on loan for that Burnley side. And I can see him yes. doing really well there. So, you know, we could, he could either come back and be a real asset to the team or we could sell him on for hopefully something similar to what we paid for him, if not a profit. And uh, I also think that's going to open up an opportunity to Charlie Patino because he can then come in and fill that void that's going to be left by Lukonga. So I think that could be a really good move in the summer. And with someone like Tavares, I mean, he's someone that I'd be interested to see what happens um, in the summer, whether the club choose to cash in on him or not. I think it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What I've seen from him at Marseille, he does still have that slight uh, erratic nature in him. I don't know if you saw he got a red card quite recently. So I wouldn't be too surprised if the um, the club decided to cash in on him. I think he, he's a player we could afford to sell on and not um, not decrease the quality of the squad because we've still got Tierney's in Jenko. And given his profile, he plays more as a wing back. So he's probably not the best fit for us. And if we could get maybe 20 odd million for him, maybe more, that'd be really, really good business. Right, first of all, sorry, Craig's had to go because his Wi-Fi and his computer have just packed packed up. I'm really sorry he's not going to come back, but we'll just carry on for a little bit more, go through a few more bits with the, with the boys here. Thanks to everyone on the same old Arsenal for being in the chat room and listening on audio and everything else. Um, what did I want to talk about? Yes, Vieira. So last night, it was pretty dull first half. Much better second half, 13 minutes between, I wrote this down, 63 to 76 minutes. Up comes Vieira with two assists, Martinelli with assists, and we've scored three goals, and they were really, really good goals. It does seem, doesn't it, Danny, it was like a game of two halves last night. Yeah, well, when you've got, this is this is the game of the season for Oxford and all their players and their manager has taken them from the, the fifth tier to the fourth tier to the third tier of English football, playing half-decent football. They've got a new ground. They've got mm. uh, uh, their owner. I mean, they don't own the ground, they rent the ground, but they, their owner seems to be doing pretty well. They've got players out there that, that are going to be on TV for the first time, maybe ever in their careers. And they, they gave us a decent game. But for the first half an hour, I think Arteta, we were very slow. Arteta said, just like like kids that are just getting ready for bed, they're having a magic moment, they're high on sugar, just let them run around and just, just slow the game down for the first half hour. And I expected after about half an hour for us to start pulling them apart and maybe get a couple of goals. But well done to them. Congratulations. They they didn't resort to Newcastlingers. Uh, it was, a, it was a, a bit of a slow game. We didn't really take the chances that we had, but then you look when we start to bring on our better players, then the game completely turned, and that's when the result uh, turned our way. Uh, I don't think they were ever in much danger of scoring. They only really had one pattern of play, didn't they? They were just trying to break through the middle and then and, and get a goal that way, and they didn't manage to. But, yeah, I, I, was, I was quite happy with the game, definitely happy with the result, happy with Matt Turner. Getting another clean sheet. That's four clean sheets mm, in five games. I do. I don't. I am a bit concerned about his future at the club because he come to Arsenal and they understand he's going to be the cup goalkeeper. He only he's only played five, so he's missed. Uh, he missed one League Cup game. We're out of that. He's missed two Europa League games, and then I don't know who we're going to get in the Europa League next. Obviously, because he's not been drawn. But then we saw that in um, he, he uh, Arteta played Ramsdale in a couple of the Europa League games, the important ones, 
And so whether he'd do that again, but he's, he's too good to be a backup goalkeeper. We had a really good World Cup. He, he likes to keep a clean sheet. And you can see he's adapting his game to play the Arsenal way. He's still struggling with playing out from the back and giving it out to the defenders. And But he's, he's trying. And the Americans love him. And we've got loads of American fans who, who, who love the club. And so it's Absolutely. good for them. They've got someone to get behind now that Balogun might not be playing for England, might not be playing for America. He might be playing for England. Um, Cookie, we were saying before we came on air, you said the the game changed when Mr. Granite came on. Is that what you you felt last night, or on reflection? Um, I, like like I said before, I think the midfield we had that started the game was too lightweight. Um, I just think Vieira and Sambi both physically just you know aren't as imposing as Partey and Jackie. You, you, if you put them side by side physically. Party and Jacker would tower over the two of them. And I really do think we missed that kind of authority in midfield. Um, I'm not saying that Sambi and Vieira haven't got quality because obviously we saw Vieira's quality when he came uh, into his own, when Jacker came on, but just having that bit of steel in there, someone to take control of the game. And it was no real coincidence that Zinchenko came on alongside Jacker, who I thought was good when he came on as well. Two players that really dictate the tempo of the game, how we want to play. And yeah, we just took it over from there. I mean, I don't think Jacker had any kind of sort of direct impact in the first goal we scored. Um, we'd have scored that whether he was on the pitch or not, but that ball from Vieira, uh, mm. Was world class, genuinely world class, and El Nenny, who I'm, you know, I'll be open in saying I'm not his biggest fan, but um, in the right place at the right time to put the ball in the back of the net, and yeah, it, it was just really comfortable from there on in, and I was really happy to see Eddie get two goals, um, both both of which he took very very well, and yeah, that, that's the sort of result we needed because if we'd have gone into the North London derby having, you know. God forbid, taking it to a replay or just scraped by with a scrappy 1-0. I don't think that would have done our confidence any good. So to really put the game to bed quite early on in the second half and to, to show a good performance as well, yeah, it's, it's exactly what the dogs were ordered going into Sunday. I was going to actually bring this up, but um, Carl Stark just said, not sure that Tierney fits the style of play anymore. Danny, what's your take on this, Tierney and Zinchenko? Um, I said that... Um, we were talking about it last night. There was five of us, and we were saying that. Well, my point was, you can't afford to have a forty million pound left back as your backup left back because he's too good for that. Other clubs will want him uh, a, a really good quality attacking um, a full back who can play wing black, who can play emergency centre back like he does for Scotland. You can't have that as a backup. And then someone pointed out, well, Zinchenko's constantly injured, isn't he? And if Zinchenko is injured, then who are you going to play at left back if we if we cash in on Tierney? Everybody at the club. I don't know a single person who doesn't love Tierney, doesn't love his personality. Uh, he was our best player for 18 months, but he's not an Arteta man, is he? Uh, but we don't have anybody that I know of coming through uh, the uh, the under-21 level. We've got a really decent right-back, Norton Cuffey. He's, he's, I think he's at Rotherham at the moment. He is a really he's decent... He's just gone to Coventry. Oh, t- today? Uh, no, it was a couple of days ago. He's just had his loan terminated with Rotherham. He's moved on to Coventry. Well, that is uh, Coventry. That's a, a, I think that's a, probably a better move for him. Mm. They are, are they um, fighting for promotion? Yeah, yeah they're one. pushing for the playoffs. Um, yeah. No, they're in the championship, I think. Are they? I, think, I don't know. Have I got that right? I've got no idea. I'll have a look. Know they're, they're hopeful. Well, it's, it's nice to see that our loan manager is actually doing something. Yeah. Um, so... I think so. Until... For you, do you feel you prefer Tierney there in that position, or does it pe- depend on who we're playing, or do you prefer Zinchenko there? 
was Arteta wants an inverted um, fullback, doesn't he? Someone who comes into central midfield, and as the central midfield is where Zinchenko plays for Ukraine, he does it easily. But then I like—I I personally love the the roaming, attacking, uh, running down the left hand side, putting in crosses all over the place that Tyranny does. So I, I like both of them. But are we a club that can afford to keep the pair of them? But Zinchenko is the—he's—he's uh, he's won the, the Premier League. He's, he's played in the Champions League. He's uh, magnificent for his country. But could his future be as a replacement for Xhaka? Because we haven't seen Zinchenko play in the the the, the hot DM, the holding role, whatever you want to call it, that he does for Ukraine, doing it for Arsenal. As as is that where his future could be? But I do worry about um, Tierney because with all these constant injuries, the pair of them, you put them together, you've got a hell of a player who's going to play yeah. you every single game of the season. But individually, it looks like neither of them are able to play 50 games a season. So maybe we do need two of them, but I love Tierney. And Zinchenko's so we- just quality. We've got Phil Macker saying, I love Tierney, but he, Tierney, but he feels like yesterday's man. You've got Matthew D'Souza saying, I love Zinchenko there. Tierney comes on and we don't look the same. Um, Cookie, you and Suburban Guna, who should be back hopefully very soon, he's on his travels, um, are very much Tierney, aren't you? Or are you starting to change or not? No, it's, I don't think it's about changing. I, I like the pair of them. I really like what they can offer. Um, I definitely think Tierney... We, we've seen the best of him in years gone by because that's when we were playing a style of play where we were so reliant on the fullbacks overlapping and bombing forwards. We don't play that way anymore. Um, and I think he's been um, kind of, he's in he's in the team at the wrong time almost because he doesn't really, uh, yeah, people have said it before, he doesn't really suit the style of play you want to play. He wants to get beyond the fullback, push up the pitch. He doesn't want to be tucking into midfield. That's not his game. And I don't blame him for that. And his strengths lie in getting forwards and putting those brilliant, brilliant crosses into the box. And we never see him do that anymore, or we very mm. rarely see him do it, which is a real shame because it's such an asset. Um, so, yeah, I do I do feel for him. But, you know, this is it, it, what it feels like is his first fully fit season at the club. I mean, he's not he's not had an injury yet, has he? And we're, you know, we're halfway through January. So that's that's quite um quite positive. And every time he's come in for Zinchenko, I don't think he's been poor by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think he's made the team any worse, but I just think Zinchenko makes the team better. Um with all due respect to Tierney, it's just the way he controls, dictates, moves into midfield so effort effortlessly, so naturally. Um he just seems to be an all round more intelligent footballer and has a better understanding of the way we want to play. But I will still remain that Tierney is a huge asset to the team. Um, If we were to win the league, then he might feel that he's come to Arsenal and done what he came to do perhaps. And then he might look to move on. I could see that happening. Um, But I do hope we're we're able to keep them both for the long term because it's just great to have two contrasting options in fullback. Okay, cool. Mm. We're just going to... Let's chat about Sunday because it's coming up. So you've got Man United, Man City at half past 12 on Saturday. Okay. Then um, you've got us four o'clock on the Sunday, uh, 4.30, sorry, away to Tottenham. We are 11 points ahead of Tottenham with a game in hand. Never thought I'd I'd be saying that in January. Um, Big weekend. Um, helps us that United are playing uh, City are playing at United obviously someone's going to drop points somewhere um, your thoughts on it Danny how are you feeling about it to be honest um, I was at a party Saturday night and I was having deep conversations Carl and I was with a Brighton fan and he did feel a little bit hard done by when Arsenal went to Brighton 
And I get that. I, you know, I sort of get that second half, what he was saying. Are we playing as well as we were three, four weeks ago? What's your prediction? What do you think is going to happen on Sunday, apart from Harry Kane getting his standard penalty? Well, their home form is terrible in the Premier League. They've uh, they lost 2-0 to Villa. Well done, Emery. Then they beat uh, Leeds 4-3. I mean, Leeds to go anywhere and score three goals is a miracle. Then they lost 2-1 uh, to Liverpool and 2-1 to Newcastle. So they, they've lost three out of their last four home Premier League games. They're a nothing side. They're, we've seen that their keeper has retired from international football because he, he's a bang average keeper at best. Son is completely off form. He, I mean, he had a goal recently, but I think that was the first one he scored in today. I think they said six or seven games. Kane doesn't look the same player. He's one dodgy tackle away from knackering his ankle and being out for the rest of the season, much like Haaland. I don't, I don't rate them at all. They, they, they're a team of thugs in midfield with Hoiberg and a few of those others. The stadiums are shithole. The fans are scumbags. And hopefully we're going to go there and absolutely ruin them. And just imagine we'll be 14 points ahead of them with a game in hand. It would be good, but I do believe this, though. Form goes out the window. Um, I'm with you, Nigel Plum. Form goes out the window in a derby, Danny. I'm sorry it does. No matter what. No, they've had they've had their three years in the sunshine and they've failed to do anything with it. And so it's all back on again. And we're going to go there. And I would be surprised if though, he'll obviously get his penalty and then we'll beat them 3-1. So I'm just going to go back, Cookie, to the United game. So Carl Stark saying United take points of City, Arsenal to beat Spurs at the toilet bowl. Now, the thing is, United are on the same points as Newcastle. What do we want from that game? Do we want them to stuff City? Or do we want a, a nil-nil draw? Uh, that's a really good question. I've been wondering that myself as well because, I mean, United are coming into form in the minute. Um, I would also say that they have played, I think, three or four teams that are in the bottom five of the league, including the FA Cup game. Um, so I wouldn't read too much into their form. They're teams that they should beat. Uh, just before the World Cup break, they got absolutely stuffed by Aston Villa. So, you know, we are capable of beating United, but you don't want them to go into the game at the Emirates having just, you know, pumped City. Um, I think a draw, you know, and a couple mm. of hamstring injuries would be great in that game, ideally. Mm. Uh, because United, you know, like you say, they're on the same points as Newcastle. We don't want them getting too close to us. Um, I do. I, I really am confident we'll beat them at home. Really, really am. Um, maybe too confident, but I just think after the injustice that we had at Old Trafford earlier on this season, this team's got to be so fired up for that game. But that, that's for another show. But for uh, for Sunday, I mean, it, yeah, it'd be perfect if, if they could draw and then... Um, we get a win, you know, we'd, we'd restore that seven-point gap at the top. Um, you know, happy days. But uh, football's a funny old game. Um, what what could happen? Who knows? And it is. And remember, we're top of the league going there. I can't remember the last time that's happened. Um, their fans are generally worried that we're going to win it. Um, I'm not on that. decline. I'm, <laughs> you know, you say that, they're still fifth. You know, I know they're not playing great, but form does go out the window, Danny. Just listen to me. It does. You know, they're going to raise their game. Their fans are going to be behind them like they've never been behind them. Um, what we need to do is score early. We need to score first and we need to score early. So, Danny, give me your prediction for Spurs away on Sunday. 3-1. So, Danny, I'm writing this down. Danny, you are going 3-1 to Arsenal, yeah? Yeah. Cookie? Oh, 
He's deep and, in thought. Look at him. Well, well, let, <laughs> let him think. But everyone in the chat room, give me your predictions and I'll put them up. Go and cook. I mean, they, they will score the penalty. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's a given. That's going to happen. I'm going to be really optimistic. I'm going to say 4-1. I really think we can win that, that by that margin. It all depends on how much the referee has been bribed for to send Xhaka or Gabriel off. We know Gabriel's going to mess up at some point, but also be brilliant. At I don't the same think time. he will. I don't think Gabriel will. I, I've never been more confident in Gabriel. I think he's playing his best football in an Arsenal shirt. If anyone's yeah. going to mess up, I think it'll be Big Willie. Ah, Big Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see today, Samba, how much he's worth? Did you see this little chart? Did anyone see this chart or was it just me? About I, I, I was in bed until an hour ago. <laughs> so I have to say that every prediction I'm putting up is saying we're going to win. Do you know what? For once, I'm going to keep quiet. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, this is the one game that I've already started plotting about since this morning. Okay, it started. I worked. What about? Clutching, stressing, stressing, clutching. Ah, it's Yiddish for stressing. Ah. I um, work with a Tottenham fan and I could hear him talking this afternoon about, blimey, we're two to one on to beat, beat the scum. And, and I just sit there and I'm like, I'm just going to be quiet. I'm just going to be quiet. Until Offer him four to one on. Monday. See what he says. <laughs> um, Albert saying two four. Uh, Carl is saying two four. You all think we're going to get four goals against you That's and they're rubbish. Okay, they're letting but... three against Leeds. We know. I'm Leeds not... couldn't score in a brothel. Matthew's the only one that's gone for a two all. Um, oh, for you, scumbag. Listen, um, <laughs> Phil Macker, don't sit on the fence, PG. This ain't Brexit. I'm not. I just don't want to bock anything. I think we'll win, but I'm just I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. So um, thank you, everyone in the chat room. Um, thanks, Danny and um, Cookie. And shame Cray's computer blew up, but hopefully we'll be back the next one. We've got a massive game on Sunday, and it and the pressure's on. It it's on every game. It is on every game. Let's start fresh. Let's start hard. Let's start disciplined. Let's not give Harry Kane a penalty. Would that just not be amazing if we just didn't give Harry Kane a penalty? Yeah. I, I think it would be unbelievable if I'm honest, but let's not. Thank you to everyone in the chat room for all your comments. Thank you, Avon, saying it's a good show. We really appreciate it. Please press like, please, because it's some algorithm thing. Daniel probably had to explain it. I don't know. It's but witchcraft. It's witchcraft. So if you could pre press like if you're top of the league, that's all I'm going to say. Um, thank you, boys. Thanks, everybody. That's the same old Arsenal podcast out. We will be back after the Spurs game. Come on, you gunners. That's all I can say. Always Arsenal. Good night. All right. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 